Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white nice for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ therefore forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. Welcome to Bible Bash, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. We're your hosts, Harrison Kerrig and Pastor Tim Mullet, and today we'll seek to answer the age-old question, are transgender children indisputable proof of total depravity? Uh, now, I think we picked a, a pretty good topic, a pretty spicy topic probably, uh, for, for most people to start their week off with, don't you think, Tim? Yeah, man. Well, maybe you can get a few more... Uh death threats added to your list and <laughs> yeah yeah since i'm apparently in that territory now where i'm starting to receive uh death threats from people you know the funny thing is um my anxiety hasn't it hasn't gone up at all i haven't had to get on any um any medication even even though people are coming after me and threatening to end my life now it's crazy yeah. how that works yeah well when you um when you get death threats, it's indisputable proof that then, you know, you have some kind of mental disorder, which you need medication to take. So that's all it takes is just <laughs> get a death threat and then, you know, your brain stops working. <laughs> you know, and, and the thing is, like, that makes me a victim now. I'm, I'm like tippy top status in terms of the, the class system that we're, we're forming in the West now where <laughs> victims, victims are untouchable. I'm untouchable. I'm basically it's, it's untouchable. It's amazing now. how that only works one way <laughs> because you, you know, you're at the, you know, the top of the yeah intersectional hierarchy. I, I suppose you, you don't get any of the victim privileges like the rest of people do. So, Oh no, no, not at all. If I, if I went on Twitter and said that I was a victim because because I was getting death threats. People, I think people uh, who are the le to the left of me would probably say, yeah, well, you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but whatever, I'll, I'll overlook the offense. Um, there you go. Uh, and, and hey, before we, before we get into this uh, topic, I did want to take a moment and just say, um, nor normally we say these things at the very end of episodes, but we did want to put it right here at the beginning so everyone heard. But uh, if you don't know, we actually do have a YouTube channel where we, we take all of these episodes and we put them in a video format for you to watch as well. So for all of you who are listening on various podcast platforms, uh, we would ask you to um, support us by just going over to the YouTube channel and subscribing to us. Even if you don't listen to podcasts, 
uh, on YouTube typically. Just subscribe to us, and as you see videos, comment on them, uh, like those videos, because it really does support us a lot. Uh, and it only takes a few seconds for you guys. So go over there, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, and, and now that we've got that out of the way, Tim, why don't we why don't we dive into this this topic question? Are transgender children indisputable proof of total depravity? And and um, really, the reason that we're covering this this week is because a pretty big story broke out. Uh, thanks to Matt Walsh over at the Daily Wire. And we wanted to take a minute to just show you um, the tweet thread that he put out because it, it it got a lot of traction. And I think even, um, I think Matt Walsh has been meeting with, with various government officials over in Tennessee about this story. But let me, let me, uh, let me show you this tweet thread and, and just kind of read through it. So it says, breaking, my team and I have been investigating the transgender clinic at Vanderbilt here in Nashville. Vanderbilt drugs, chemically castrates, and performs double mastectomies on minors, but it gets worse. Here's what we found. Let's start at the beginning. Vanderbilt opened its trans clinic in 2018. During a lecture the same year, Dr. Shane Taylor explained how she convinced Nashville to get into the gender transition game. She emphasized that it's a big money maker, especially because the surgeries require a lot of follow-ups. Vanderbilt was apparently concerned that not all of its staff would be on board. Dr. Ellen Clayton warned that conscientious objector objectors are problematic. Anyone who decides not to be involved in tran transition surgeries due to religious beliefs will face, quote-unquote, consequences. In case the objectors hadn't gotten the memo, Vanderbilt unveiled a program called Trans Buddies. The buddies are trans activists from the community who attend appointments with trans patients, monitoring the doctors to guard against unsafe behavior such as misgendering. <laughs> hey, hey, all right, quick aside, quick aside. So the tweet, the tweet above this says that if you are a person who decides not to be involved in transition surgeries due to religious beliefs, you will face consequences, which sounds extremely threatening. Yeah, <laughs> and then in the very next tweet, you have these trans buddies that are, are protecting you know, the uh, quote unquote, protecting <laughs> the, buddies, the children the buddies, buddies system <laughs> from un unsafe behavior, such as misgendering <laughs> i want you to i want you to see that notice the duality there um and in, in the way that people are treated but anyways let's continue the next tweet says vanderbilt makes their trans buddies available to children too they make lots of services available to children including chemical castration though at some point in the last month they removed explicit admission of this fact from their site Here's the archive screenshot. And then you know, obviously they show a screenshot there. But they must have forgot to delete a video from Vanderbilt's from Vanderbilt Psychiatry's YouTube channel back in 2020, which admits explicitly that they will give and have given irreversible hormone drugs to children as young as 13. After they have drugged and sterilized the kids, Vanderbilt, as explained in this video presentation by plastic surgeon Julian Winnicore, and physician's assistant Shailen Vanderbloemen will happily perform double mastectomies on adolescent girls. So let's review. 
Vanderbilt got into the gender transition game, admittedly in large part because it is very financially profitable. They then threatened any staff members who objected and enlisted a gang of trans activists to act as surveillance in order to force compliance. They now castrate, sterilize, and mutilate minors as well as adults, while apparently taking steps to hide this activity from the public view. This is what healthcare has become in modern America. Um, so, so there's a lot to take in there. Wouldn't you agree, Tim? Yeah, no, it's amazing just to think about the double standard that exists and just the way that that thing is packaged. And you know, some of the things that you mentioned uh, in particular, like they, uh, they're threatening uh, legal consequences for people who stick to their religious uh, beliefs, but then at the same time, they're, they're playing the victim and pretending like they're the ones who are, you know, they're the ones in need of protection from the unsafe behaviors, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, such so, as misgendering. Such yeah. as misgendering. Yeah. And then the whole buddy system is kind of funny. You know, you have to comment on the buddy, the buddy system. It's like, <laughs> you know, you just reminded of like a high school field trip or something like that, where you go on yeah, the high school field trip. Finding Nemo. Do you, do you have your <laughs> exit buddy? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I mean, it's it's a sad situation, but there are comical elements in there. If you can, you know, shut off some of that. Yeah, absurd. The, the you know the like this is a horrendous kind of thing that we're talking about. Uh, right, right. You have to keep it. Yeah, it's like it's terrible, but then you just and at the same time you just have to laugh at how, I mean, just idiotic it is. Right. It is so crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy that that so many people were caught up in this kind of uh, pervasive society-wide delusion. And yeah. It's, it's difficult to even know what to make of it all. Right. So, so with going back to the topic question, are transgender children indisputable proof of total depravity? What, what, what are your thoughts on that question? What would your answer be? Yeah. Well, I do want to register my, uh, you know, scandal at the thought of uh, transgender People in general. I mean, I, I do want to basically point out that transgender people don't exist, and we're just simply, right. you know, playing pretend. But because this is the language that people insist upon us using, you know, there it is uh, useful sometimes just to use that language if you're going to speak to the issues presence. But yeah, I mean, transgender people don't exist. It's not actually possible to transition your gender. Uh, but then leaving that aside, you know, our um, transgender, like the presence of transgender transgender uh, children in particular is that indisputable proof of the doctrine of total depravity well it, i mean i think in a certain sense it's difficult to imagine the society that has uh, so lost its way and you know of all the doctrines that exist you know there's been many a theologian who's essentially said that the doctrine of total depravity is the kind of doctrine that can you know certainly be empirically verified uh, we are you know when you think about how crazy we actually are um and how pervasive and stubborn the doctrine of, um, or you know, the sinfulness of man actually is. Uh, you, you, you know, this is just an example of how insane a society can be when they're given over uh, to judgment by God. So when God starts to remove his restraining hand uh, on a society, uh, they're given over to a debased mind. And, you know, debased mind in the Greek is a mind that, you know, is no longer a mind. It's a mind that is not functioning as a mind. It's a um, you know, so God has given us over to like insanity, if you want to put it that way, even though right. you know, 
Like if it's kind of like King Nebuchadnezzar, right? Right. And he's given a mind he of a beast, a, like a beast. Yeah, he's given over to the mind of a beast. Yeah, so to speak. And we're we're given over to a debased mind, a mind that's no longer functioning as a mind. And I mean, there's nothing more insane or stupid or idiotic than the idea of, um, like the transgender phenomenon in general. I mean, th- there's there's nothing like there's few things that are just as crazy as that. Uh, but then when you add to that the la- like the additional layer that we're encouraging children to follow down this delusion, I mean the kind of children. I mean, like there's so many contradictions at this point that it's just mind-boggling. Yeah, uh, you know, like the on the one hand you have, um, you know, the Me Too movement that is very dogmatically insisting upon the fact that anyone you know below the age of eighteen cannot possibly consent to sex right and so mm-hmm. i mean the, yeah. uh, the laws of consent vary from state to state but like but in the minds of like a like your typical me too activist like whatever those lines whatever they happen to be at that state like you can imagine i mean you can imagine a scenario where like a girl who is literally like um you know 17 um years and 364 days old engaging in consensual sex which is fornication is wrong, right? With a right. man who is 18 years and one day old, you can imagine like the kind of me too activists that would be totally, you know, scandalized by that and treat that man as a, you know, a child rapist for the rest of his life and want to put him on a sexual predator list and, and all that. Like you can imagine that kind of scenario. And that's not, that's just the way things are right with the age of consent. But then, at the same time, so so you like by you know, it depends on what what issue that we're stepping into, right? So if you're stepping into the Me Too issue, a person under the you know age of consent, however close they happen to be, they're considered to have almost zero moral agency. And not only that, like not only like you know in that kind of scenario, but you know if you have like a you know a 27 year old woman engaging in consensual sex with uh you know a man who is her boss or something like that they're they're willing to take complete and total agency even from a woman in that kind of scenario but then if you compare that to the transgender kind of thing it's like now all of a sudden you're being asked to believe at the same time in the same society that you know a 12 year old girl can realize that they're like can can have the kind of moral awareness needed to determine that they are an individual who is trapped in the wrong body and that they need to chemically castrate themselves, you know, if they're a man or if they're a woman, they need to, you know, get top surgery and um, everything else and like t- take, get on hormone treatments and totally destroy their ability to have children for the rest of their life. Um, and there's, I mean, there's no going back from these kind of things, uh, stunt their development, uh, you know, and like the, a lot of these things, there's no going back from and they're, they're asked to do this and and it's, and it's demanded that you treat them as if they're just a, a moral agent who is absolutely aware and capable of making these kind of decisions while at the same time in other categories they're completely you know, have zero moral agency as long as you want them to have it right, right. depending on the situation yeah. and so it's totally contradictory right it's totally contradictory and i'm not saying anything necessarily um specific about the first scenario i'm just trying to say that those two scenarios don't match we need to figure out what we're doing but then you're living in the kind of society right now that can't like there's no rules to the game 
and you've you're trapped in like certain ideological circles to where you're not like there's no making sense of it at all none of it makes sense at this point anymore you're just you know asked to adopt an increasingly irrational set of propositions that um, don't match with other sets of propositions that you're asked to adopt and at this point we chuck logic and reason out the door and so yeah i mean that's evidence of total depravity for sure you know now i, I do right. want to say with the doctrine of total depravity total depravity doesn't mean and this is a common confusion that everyone is as bad as what they could be uh, but it does mean that every faculty like the mind will the emotions are all pervasive i guess a pervasive a comprehensive depravity it's all affected by sin uh, but then you know a corollary to that is a total inability to come to god apart from salvific grace and you know god like man is you know, conceived in sin, and when God gives a society over to their depravity, when they refuse to acknowledge Him and their thoughts, I mean, there's um, no telling how far down the depravity, you know, rabbit hole we can actually go. As far as that's concerned, right, right, yeah, and I, so I definitely have a lot of questions based off of your, your response there. But the first thing I, I want to ask you is to just take us back and explain what you mean uh, when you said that there are actually no trans people that like, that's not a thing. Um, yeah, what I mean, do you mean? Yeah. The logic of the, the, the idea of a transgender person is a person who, you know, in some sense has, um, um, you, you know, they, like if they're born biologically a male and then they feel like as if their sense of identity doesn't match with those biological realities. And so they, you know, get some sort of surgery and they identify as the opposite gender. And then we're to refer to them now as being a transgender person, you know, and, and like the problem with that is that they didn't actually change their gender. Like that's the point. Right. They, they, like there's no way to change your gender. I, I, um, I think, was it, uh, who, was it you that posted that meme about, uh, all the, like the, the features of, um, uh, being a transgender quote unquote person like having the Adam's apple and you know, the mm, no normally <laughs> normally the answer would be yes but this time no I did I didn't post that one <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about I I don't know that I've seen that right, there is mm. uh yeah there is a meme that went around and I I really thought it was you maybe you've lost track of the amount of memes that you put yeah. out being the meme generator <laughs> all that but uh, you know it listed all the biological features like you know for a male uh, in particular. Um, you know, I guess their uh, index finger is longer than the ring finger, but then for a woman, the ring finger is longer than the index finger, and then there's Adam Ap Adam's apple, and you know all these features. That there's just a big long list of things that you can't fundamentally change, if even if you tried to whatsoever. You know, and so I mean, like the the issue is there's no way to change your gender. Like right. you know, biology just screams at you. You have chromosomes. You have all these. Uh, you know, immutable uh, characteristics that no amount. You of, have to be a science denier to. You have to be, yeah. You have to be a literal science denier. So, like the idea of a transgender person, there there isn't such a thing as a transgender person. It's just what you have is you have individuals who are pretending to be members of the opposite sex and may you know go to great lengths to um, uh, continue in that delusion, but it's not right. actually a thing that can happen. But that yeah, but then like at the cellular cellular level. You can't change who you are. Right. right? I mean, you can't change what, who, what God made you. Right. And that's what's so absurd about the whole thing. Like that's what's so insane and absurd about the whole thing is that we're just pretending at this point. And right. but not only are they pretending, but then they're demanding that everyone else pretends with them. Right. Right. Which is really concerning. Um, okay. So, so going back to 
um, everything about your answer to the topic question. I guess maybe a good place to start would be, um, so it seems more and more popular to try and get children involved in all of the various, you know, sexually deviant things that are going on especially in America right now, or, or may, you know, if they're not becoming more popular, at least they're becoming more publicized. Uh, I, I don't know which, which one it is, but I'm certainly seeing more and more of it. So why do you think it is that uh, people on the left who believe in this sort of ideology when it comes to like uh, transgenderism, why do you think it is that they are seemingly pushing this so hard on children specifically like why not just why not just like um you know restrain it to only people over the age of 18 if you know if that's the age that you want to say someone's an adult at why not just keep it there why are they pushing so hard for children to get these things yeah i mean i think it's a complicated issue because there's a lot of things that are happening all at once um and, you know, people are being pulled in different directions as far as that kind of thing is concerned. But um, I mean, part of it is that the left has backed themselves in an ideological corner to where they basically have to praise these uh, things that they know, like, like many of them know are a little bit crazy. Yeah. Right? So like many of them know that like, okay, like we, we, uh, we know that this is a little bit nuts and, you know, I'm, I'm aware of people who are, in, you know, employed by organizations where all these things are, you know, demanded and forced upon them at every conceivable level. And, you know, if you're the kind of individual who pushes back against these things at all, one of the things you'll realize is that there are double standards that are at play, you know, mm -hmm. even, even like in this kind of thing. I mean, there are, there are double standards like, you know, most leftists, most leftists don't like, they don't really want to follow the logic of this project to its logical extreme because there mm -hmm. are actually practical issues that get in the way of doing that. And so what you have to do is it's, it, a lot of it's about like token diversity and token inclusion. Um, you have to do enough to show that you're on the right side, but then you know that at a certain level it gets unmanageable really quickly. And so right. there's a lot of people who just, they have, um, they know the rules of the game, they know what's being demanded of them, and they're going to follow along because they, you know, for them, like there's like a religious devotion to the project. That, like that's part of it. There's a part, you know, part of it is like this gives them a sense of moral superiority. This gives them a sense of, you know, um, like they're on the right side. This is a way they're managing their guilt and their shame and their condemnation by being on, you know, quote unquote, the right side of history. So some of it is that kind of thing. Uh, but then so that, you know, you have individuals who like right now, the, the, the new project is to normalize like transgenderism. Mm -hmm. And then now that project is being foisted upon them and they know the rules of the game. They know their marching orders. They know how to, stay like keep their jobs right so a lot of it's about keeping your job being in the position and so they can have a different sort of agenda than the transgender person does so to speak right meaning like yeah. they could be motivated not so much um by um like on their end it's not so much about them trying to 
force these, some of them foisting these things on children so much as it could just be about like job preservation. And, you know, they bought into the project to some degree, but even though they know, many of them know it's like unwieldy at a certain level, but then, um, so part of it, like there's those kind of people. And then there's like the transgender people proper. And I think, you know, one of the things that's insane about it, you know, all the drag queen story hours and, you know, where the drag queens are going and dressing like strippers and getting young children to, you know, touch them and put money in their underwear and that kind of stuff. I think at that level, like for the liberal minded person, that kind of person can be, um, they're like the ultimate victim in the hierarchy. Right. And okay. What do you mean? Like the transgender person is like the ultimate kind of victim now. Right. Okay. So it was like, you know, gay is the new black and now it's trans is the new gay. Right. Mm-hmm. Next is, I mean, in, in, in like, we're not quite there yet, but fat is kind of the new trans. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, disabled is a new fat, you know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it, but, but, you know, like we're still like in the, in the transgender heavy far, part of this phase, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's going to move in that order, but we're in the transgender part. But then what you have is a lot of perverts, right? You have a lot of pedophile transgender people who mm-hmm. are essentially preying upon children. And the left is kind of hamstrung at that point to where, they have to universally give like normalize this stuff in a way that's kind of insane. Right. Right. Well, I mean, you know, to be, to your point, uh, and I know you didn't mention this in terms of the whole like victim status thing, but this is legitimately going to become one of the, you know, untouchable victims, victim categories is the whole like maps movement. Yeah. The minor attracted people, (laughs) you know, and uh, I mean, when you when you believe the things that that progressives do, you have you have abandoned any any sort of logical defense against something like a minor attracted person. Right. Uh, there there is no defense because they've dug their own grave at this point. Right. Yeah. And so so what you have is you have like these. I mean, you know, and I think pedophile is a unfortunate psychological term that I'm not loading into. I'm just using it as a if you want to describe it as a minor attracted person, whatever, I think that would be at least more accurate than like a pedophile kind of word for different reasons. But like that kind of person though is, I mean, they are perverts that are mm-hmm. preying on yeah. children. Uh, they're perverted people who are preying on children and like it, what they're doing is absolutely scandalous. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's absolutely scandalous. It's horrendous what they're doing. I mean, if you would just switch, like your thought process to like, if this wasn't, you know, a quote unquote transgender person, but if this was just like a stripper story hour, right. Mm -hmm. Where strippers go in and to the library to read to children, everyone would think this is insane. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) To have stripper, you know, um, playboy bunny, you know, um, story time hour, everyone would think this is nuts, but that's indistinguishable from what the trip, like these pedophile, um, minor attracted, perverted transgender people are doing at the libraries is indistinguishable from that. Uh, right. You just have a bunch of sexual deviant people who are, and you know, like they're trying the best they can to suppress all the stories of, you know, them actually, you know, these uh, transgender people actually who are going into the, you know, libraries and schools and everything else, 
actually having, you know, child porn on their computer and everything else. They're trying the best they can to suppress those kinds of things. But, um, you know, stories come out and there are more and more stories coming out to show that this is obviously what we thought it was. Right. Right. Yeah. Those kind of stories and, you know, kind stories of sto- about them, them, you know, quote unquote, accidentally exposing themselves to children in the middle of the story hour. Time. Well, I mean, there's vid- videos of them doing it, you know, um, right. and, 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 you know, and it's not, I guess this is like, the same problem at every level, you know, so the, the man who self-identifies as a woman goes into the women's, you know, prison and impregnates three or four women before he gets, you know, moved into his own cell kind of thing. That's like, we, we know how this works, right? And we know what's mm-hmm. going on in a lot of these cases. And so like, um, so, you know, you're asking the question, like, why are they, why is the left so intent on exposing, you know, um, children to this kind of insanity, this kind of uh, craziness. And part of it is just, you just, you have a protected class that you have to defend and you have to pretend like they're like literally saints, right? So you have to Mm -hmm. pretend like they are, and they may have a little bit of a different agenda than others do. So part of it, you you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm tracking. But then, you know, there is like what you mentioned to the money-making aspect of it. There is a lot of money in the surgery and, um, you know, and, and for many people, these are religious like things that they're devoted to. And it doesn't matter if it makes sense. It doesn't matter if it's logical. God's just given them over to a debased mind right? to, to where they can't even see how, how crazy it is anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, yes. even if they could, you know, they're so like afraid to call mm-hmm. it what it is that, um, they just, they, they refuse to say it, you know, but then you have all yeah. the, you have all the, what is the term now for the, Feminist who is uh, anti-trans. What was that term? Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed, honestly. Well, yeah, like the idea of feminism is like feminism is the like the opposite uh, ideology as the transgender movement. Mm-hmm. And so there, yeah, I can't remember the term. I wish I could remember the term right now. But um, uh, no, trans exclu- trans exclusionary radical feminists turfs. That's so, a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, the trans exclusionary radical. So, like the issue though is feminism is um, incompatible with transgenderism because feminism, like the idea of feminism, is that you know there is no differences between men and women. Like the mm-hmm. the differences are purely superficial. So, like a woman can do anything a man can do, and probably better, right? That's that's old school right. feminism. Yeah. yeah. Like, but then the issue is like if you're gonna like these gender stereotypes, they're just arbitrary. You just like they're they're a product of not nature but nurture, right? And mm-hmm. so, like, the feminist project is basically just to say that all these gender stereotypes are not real. Men and women are basically interchangeable parts. A, w- a woman can do anything a man can do. Like, we're basically the same kind of thing. But then the trans person comes along, and then they say, well, I'm a man trapped in a woman's body, or I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. And then if you were to ask them, you know, like Matt Walsh has done, you know, what is a woman, right? Well, like, right. The, like the issue is then at that point, well, like on a certain sense, like if you're going with the feminism, you can't answer the question, right? Mm-hmm. You can't answer the question. But if you're like, if you're a trans person, like how do you identify yourself as being a woman? Well, you like, if you're a man, how do you identify yourself as being a woman? Well, you basically retreat to all the old gender stereotypes that the feminists have tried to destroy. So you basically right. say, well, I like pink, you know, I like playing with dolls. I like reading romance novels, right? And then mm-hmm. when you transition into a woman, what you do is you dress up as a, like, you know, Bruce Jenner did, you dress up like a gaudy pinup model, right? 
Well, that's mm-hmm. everything that, like, you basically take all the female stereotypes and you run with them. And that's everything that the transgender, uh, or that's everything that the radical feminists have been fighting against for all these years. Uh, and so there, you have two, like, incompatible um, ideologies, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that that makes a lot of sense, especially thinking through, like, the fact that, you know, I mean, I guess it's been, what, um, at least 50 years, but I think even longer since feminism has been around, right? And they've been, there's been several different waves of it. I think, I guess we're on fourth wave feminism now, or is it, are we yeah. at fifth wave? <laughs> oh, who knows? Yeah. Um, I can't, there was a funny meme. I wish I would have had it now too, that was related to the different waves of feminism. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, we're, who knows? I think we're on maybe third or fourth at the very least. Yeah, I, I think it might be fourth wave, but then you think about how long they've spent trying to argue, you know, that, that women can do every job that a man can do. And, and I, you know, um, coincidentally, it's it's all of the most high paying jobs and it's never like the janitor <laughs> or the, you know, the, right, or the right. garbage man or anything like that. Um, but then you have the transgender movement come along and they're basically just saying like, hey, anyone can be anything. And not even, not even, really not even just um, uh, like man or woman, but you can you can literally be anything, right? right, um, right. And, and so, and I remember probably last year there was a lot of strife that was that was propping up be- between the feminist type and then and um, a lot of the uh, there's a lot of strife within like the LGBTQ community. Because there were no one could figure out how to reconcile the different definitions for different people's, you know, sexual orientations and ways that they identified. Because you had like bisexual people who are admitting inherently, you know, in the name of their sexual orientation that there are two genders, right? But then the whole point of the LGBTQ movement is to say, no, there's actually like, you know, there's four genders, or there's 72 genders, or there's an infinite spectrum of genders, right? right and right. and so there's a lot of there's a lot of strife, and I don't think they ever really figured out how to define all those things. They just decided, well, we better spend our time <laughs> fighting all of the all of the normal people who who have, who have stuck to traditional values instead of trying to reconcile these things among ourselves because we can't do it. Yeah, um, I found that meme I was thinking of too. Uh, it's uh, you know, first wave feminism says we don't. Our first wave feminism says we want to be equal to men. Second mm-hmm. wave feminism says we don't need men, and then third wave third wave feminism says we are men. <laughs> so <laughs> so there, there's a lot of the point of the the moral of the story is there's a lot of inconsistencies, right? Right. I mean, it, well, well, the funniest thing about it in the world is now because of this. Um, like uh, transgender uh, ideology here, like the best women now are men, right? Mm-hmm. Men, yeah. ba- like basically, and this is what's so funny about the whole thing is that, you know, the whole project of feminism was that, you know, women are better than men, right? So at mm-hmm. first it's kind of like we want to be equal with men. Then it's like we're better than men. We don't need them at all, right? Like we're mm-hmm. we're the superior gender. But then now that like men can simply declare themselves to be women by virtue of divine or just, you know, their own prerogative, uh, you know, uh, pretend divine fiat or whatever on, on their part. Now they prove themselves to be the 
you know, pinnacle of what it means to be a woman. They're winning woman of the year awards, you know, they're yeah, beating yeah. women in sports in every single sport. And so, you know, at this point, it's just like, uh, transgender, transgenders have made a mockery of women. Um, uh, this is the ultimate insult, you know, to where right. everything that the feminists have fought for has been destroyed. Yeah. Now, one, one thing that I did want to bring up uh, going back to the, the why, why are they going after children with these things is, um, you know, so you mentioned that this is a religion, essentially, right? Right. And, right. and we know in Christianity, and, and certainly not just in Christianity, I know this is, uh, there's a similar idea when it comes to like Islam and stuff is that you basically, you train up your children in what you believe, right? right. And and that's common throughout all of history, right? But then would you say that that's a pretty big motivator here too, especially considering the fact that um, that the left in general is sort of like downplaying the importance of actually having children through a lot of different ways. And so they've got to not only try and, you know, um, force these things on their children, but then they also need to try and get other children who are not theirs to believe all of the same things. So do you think that that's like a big part of, of why they are going after children in general? Sure. I mean, leftism is a religion of world conquest, which is really kind of ironic and funny considering all the outrage at Christian nationalism along those lines. I mean, it's, it's uh, one of those things where if you listen to the left, I mean, um, you know, anytime, um, they look at Christianity. You, I mean, you can imagine the kind of, you know, uh, psychologically minded individual who's looking at Christians and basically uh, saying, you know, that our problem is that we're, you know, indoctrinating our children right. with all of these oppressive, you know, hateful and harmful beliefs and everything else. And like, you know, indoctrination in, in their mind is just this horrible, horrendous, you know, crime that we're committing and functionally equivalent to child abuse and, all that. But then if you look at like what they're actually doing, um, you know, they're hostile to the nuclear family at almost every level. And their agenda is to separate children from their parents and treat them, you know, uh, and destroy these, you know, familial ties and, you know, everything they accuse us of doing, they're doing at every single level and even worse than, you know, what they think we're doing (laughs) as far as that goes. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of to, in one sense, you know, um, I think to our shame, I think we, we talked about this in our episode on the public education system, but it seems like at this point, they're honestly, in a lot of ways, doing it better than Christians are because for so long, or at least in part, because for so long, we sort of just accepted the whole, no, you need to you need to give them all the options and let them choose rather than just say, hey, no, I'm just going to raise my child up in the way that they should go. So that they won't depart. Right. So they persuaded right? they persuaded individuals on the right that like it's fundamentally immoral to try to you know dogmatically impose our worldview upon anyone, our children included. Uh, but then they're actively at the same time doing that very thing in a right. you know, much more tyrannical way than you know we are. You know, but I don't I don't fault them for that. Is you know any more than I would fault us for doing the same kind of thing. I mean. I, you know, the idea of teaching is to make someone learn something. Uh, and right. so, you know, you can't just like this idea of just presenting all sides equally neutral and let, you know, let the person decide. I mean, that's just irrational. It's not the way that, you know, reality works. If you're going to teach anything, you should teach what's right. Um, you know, I don't want 
you know, my math teachers to, <laughs> you know, teach me good math and bad math and let me, you know, in, in, you know, in, in have the right answer on the test be endlessly subjective. I'd rather, be, <laughs> I'd rather them actually teach me how math works so that we can, you know, build spaceships and cars and, you know, everything else. Right, and, right. And so, you know, but like the issue is, I guess, you know, they're radically committed to um, indoctrinating our children and, you know, upon threat, you know, of reprisals and punishment. And, and, you know, they're not, you know, as you say, they're not making their own children. So they've claimed ownership of ours and we've let them, you know. And so part yeah. of it is like, um, there is like, um, you know, th- the whole worldview is just so hostile to children in general. And then they look at children as tools to advance their own personal agenda. And, you know, it's just um, like, um, it's insane, you know, at every single level, it's just absolute insanity. Um, and, you know, I, I just, I mean, like the idea of like, you know, you can imagine like the radical feminist or whatever, raising the child and you know, in a gender neutral way. I mean, that's just child abuse, right? Yeah. Uh, but then they're radically committed to, you know, ev- imposing their worldview as nonsensical and as crazy as it actually is on the next generation. And, you know, a lot of it is because, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, minor attracted people involved in these kind of things. And, 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 you know, that's true. You're not allowed to talk about that. Um, that's why, you know, you can look at Twitter and, um, you know, your Twitter has censored, you know, the idea of calling, um, I don't like the term groomers. I hate that term, um, in general, because I think it muddies the water in terms of, uh, some very significant way ways, but I mean, they've outlawed that use of the term. You're not even allowed to basically say that uh, that uh, the left is filled with a bunch of, you know, minor attracted people who are trying to pervert and sexualize our kids. Right. Uh, but then that that's actually what's going on. And I mean, if you think about the kind of things that are happening in your standard sex ed class now um, in, you know, even middle schools, it's just horrendous, you know, so there's a, right. there's definitely an agenda to bring about confusion and destruction of our children that we ought to be aware of. So, you know, if you rewind things back to like, I don't know, 2000, early 2000s, mid 2000s, maybe, um, there were, there was a pretty large push to, um, I guess, legalize gay marriage, right? Right. right. Um, and there was even, I remember that there is this post on Reddit that, um, I don't remember what year it came out. I know I've got it saved somewhere. I'll have to go back and find it and, and post it on um, on our social media page later. But you know, it basically it basically said like things that will happen if gay marriage is legalized, and it had all of these what at the time were considered ridiculous things. Where you know they mentioned like um, uh, you know putting children around sexual things that they shouldn't be around right as a as an option and um i think like transgenderism stuff and a a bunch of a bunch of things that at the time sounded ridiculous because they are ridiculous and then you know you look you look forward to now it was legalized and then all of the things and that was posted by people on the left right i think it was posted on reddit which is primarily uh, most of the people on there are um they lean left, they're progressive, they're the liberal type. And so they were posting that as like a, 
um, argument against or argument for why gay marriage should be legalized, basically saying, you know, you're being totally ridiculous if you think legalizing gay marriage will like lead to all of these slope. other things. Yeah. yeah, like the slippery slope idea is ridiculous, essentially is what the what the meme um, was saying. And I'll have to go back and find it and post it. If you're listening to this, go check our social media pages. I'll post it because I'm just not doing it enough justice considering where we are now. But the reality is that I think pretty much, I think every single thing that was listed on that meme as ridiculous and will never happen has actually happened now. So, so how did we, how did we get from, Hey, people just want gay people just want to marry each other to, Hey, we need to force children to cut their genitals off. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, instantaneously after a versus Hodges, you know, became the quote unquote law of the land, which is, I mean, it's absurd that people even talk that way because I didn't think the Supreme court had the ability to make laws. Right. <laughs> uh, but then that was, you know, a, you know, a gross overreach of judicial activism when you think about it in that kind of framework. But the moment after Burgerfell versus Hodges, I mean, we were told that this was just about, you know, equality for this poor marginalized community of people, you know, community, quote unquote, that's what we were told. But then instantaneously, like the moment after that was, you know, legalized, we went straight to the transgender project because they were just mm -hmm. next on the list, you know? So, um, like that's, um, but that's that's where it's been at the whole time. I mean, there's no breaks to this. There's really um, like the, the the issue is like logically, there's no like like there's there's no no difference between the two positions whatsoever at all, if that makes sense. And so, like, if you have to be able to express your identity sexually, however you want to express it. Like there's no, there's nothing there. Like, like that's the presupposition that undergirds the gay project. Right. So right. like, it, it's not as if, you know, like you're living in a society that's putting to death uh, gays. Right. So there's no reason that you have to come up, like change the def, like um, the uh, definition of marriage that mankind has used, you know, throughout all of its history. There's no reason to totally re rewrite that definition of marriage. I mean, you're not living in a society right now that's putting to death sodomites. Um, you're not, you know. So if you want to engage in sodomy, like that's not the kind of society that we are right now. So what? Why does it? Why do we have to change the definition of marriage at that point? You know. But then the logic is that that kind of individual, like an individual, has a basic and fundamental right to be able to, you know not only express their sexuality the way they want to, but do so in the confines of marriage. Uh, and then the reason why that's such a big deal is because you have society that's validating that for them through the act mm -hmm. of marriage, right? So, but then with that kind of project, there's nothing to push back against a transgender project as well, right? So meaning like, you know, you if if it's demanded in order for a person to be emotionally okay to have society sanction their sense of personal sexual identity, then th that you have transgenderism there where that it has to be celebrated, it has to be pushed on. And I mean, and, and there's nothing to stop the, you know, minor attracted person phenomenon. Like right. Yeah. There's no breaks. There's no breaks. There's no that. breaks on this ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And something that Doug uh, Wilson, you know, has often pointed out is there's nothing also to stop polygamy at this point. So mm -hmm. there's like, they, like why, you know, first, first of all, why is the number two sacred? 
is a point that he made, I think, in the sexual by design lectures that he did. You know, why is the number two sacred? You know, like if like the definition of marriage between a man and a woman, if that's not sacred, why is the number two sacred? There's nothing to say it's sacred. Right. right. But then if you imagine like a, you know, a person who is, quote unquote, bisexual, wanting to marry and have like if, if they have to be able to express their sexuality in the confines of marriage, then like a bisexual person would be a person who is attracted to both men and women. And if you have to be able to express that in marriage, then you have a you have a, a marriage that's that has to comprise at least three people. Right. Right. Yeah. And so there's nothing logically that like if you accept the first premise that logically it has to come next. Right. And so we just haven't gotten there yet, but we will, you know, unless there's some kind of utter repudiation of the project. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's massive society. There's nothing logically that's going to stop us. And, and so part of the problem is that there's like, as we keep on going from one form of deviancy to the next, it doesn't like, like there's a logic to it that holds it all together. But then that you have different groups that are all pushing against each other in different ways. And, you know, in, in one sense, it's just a rambling incoherent mess. And in another sense, there are uh, certain propositions that are more fundamental that, you know, have to keep you going you know, yeah. next stage of rebellion. Yeah. So, so we also established that there's a big money aspect to this as well. Right. Um, and the, and those tweets that I'll, I'll, um, I'll probably post a link to that Twitter thread in the description of this podcast episode, wherever you're listening to it so that you can go and because there's a few videos in there of, uh, of these doctors who are trying to get, you know, transgender surgeries approved, um, uh, where they're, they're speak, you know, Matt Walsh speak, it, he mentions, um, you know, convincing Vanderbilt to, uh, approve these surgeries because it makes a lot of money because there's a lot of follow-up visits and whatnot. And, um, and I'm sure probably a lot of that stuff is not covered under insurance the same way other normal procedures would be probably covered. Uh, maybe it is. I, I'm not really sure. Um, but we so we've just so go and watch those videos and, and hear for yourself what they're saying because they are actually saying those things. But then beyond beyond those people who are in it to make money, <clears throat> your average your average everyday progressive type person who believes that you know uh, denying denying transgender quote unquote transgender people their quote unquote rights right um is is violence against them for that person just the regular everyday person that you might you might meet in your everyday life are they so are they just i mean they're convinced about these things are they just indoctrinated by these ideologies or, you know, do they have some secret scientific knowledge that us peons on the right don't have any access to that makes them, you know, far superior uh, to us? And, we, you know, we're it's kind of it's kind of like um, what what movie is it? I can't remember what movie it is where, you know, you know, you're smart. I'm stupid. You're handsome. I'm ugly. You know, like, is, is that what's going on here? Or are they just totally indoctrinated? Yeah, I mean, I, I think <laughs> it's obviously not that they have, uh, you know, some sort of special knowledge. The Bible is obviously sufficient. The Bible says in the beginning, God made the male and female. And 
Uh, you know, so one of the things. Yeah, you that, don't have to read very far, so you don't have to. I didn't to. think I it mean, was that confusing. Yeah, I mean, there's a satanic agenda, obviously, to deny the scripture at every single conceivable level. So it, it you know, one of the best, as you know, as the title question of the episode says, I mean, you know, transgender, you know, you know, babies, you know, or kids, or you know, irrefutable proof of the doctrine of total depravity. Like, if you want to talk about how the Bible can be empirically verified like there's no like when you see a society that's engaging in such self-destructive madness like our society is engaging in that is so contrary to science and reason and logic and you know morality and everything else like when you see something like that it's irrefutable proof that god is true that every man is a liar it's just you don't have any category for that you know you would think that individuals would act like if we were if we were morally neutral creatures, we would act within our own self-interest. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that's been happening over the past five years in particular that would show that we're acting within our own self-interest. We are a group, we are people that are dead set on trying to destroy ourselves, Like at every yeah. single level. And it's, and it's just irrational, right? I mean, it's just, um, you know, I mean, just thinking about the war between Russia and Ukraine and everything else and, you know, and Russia having all these strategic... Um, you know, um, natural resources. And, you know, at this very moment when, you know, like when there is pressure, financial pressure put upon our country at the very moment where there's financial pressure put on us as it relates to these natural resources that Russia has that we no longer have access to, we decide to, you know, go full insane. Right. And, and, and try, and instead of, you know, doing more oil drilling where we actually can, right, we, at this point, we're right. trying to, you know, uh, adopt, like, the, the, you know, California by, I can't remember what it was, 2035 or whatever, it has to have zero emission vehicles now. Yeah. And, yeah. You, know, and you, you see, like, you know, all the uh, power outages that are happening in Cal- California because they're trying to, you know, pursue this insane Green New Deal at the moment where like the worst possible moment. Like we're just, we're, we're a nation that's like intent upon destroying ourselves, And that's what God says will happen when a nation is under his judgment, that they'll destroy themselves from within. And that's, you know, so, you, you know, the Bible's true in that way. And there's obviously nothing, um, like there's obviously like, they don't have some kind of secret knowledge along those lines. Like it, there's, you can just look, with your eyes and like little kids know that this stuff is nuts and little kids know that this stuff is crazy. You know, the ones who haven't been thoroughly brainwashed and, and indoctrinated, you don't have to like, like my kids know that it's nuts and it's crazy and that there's yeah. something fundamentally wrong and weird. You know, if they were to see yeah. a person yeah, you- pretend to be the opposite gender, they would, look at that and point at that and talk about that. Right. Yeah. You know, my, I mean, my not even two year old, she, she thinks it's funny sometimes to take her, her bows and put them in my hair. Uh And she's laughing, she's laughing at that because, you know, like daddy's not supposed to wear bows, but so it's funny when it happens. She put them on some of your beard hair or something. (laughs) She, (laughs) she, she tries to, you know, I mean, I guess she just doesn't understand that there's not really anything to grab up here on top. And so she tries to put them in and, and, you know, um, and, and then she, so what she ends up doing is just sticking them right on top of my head where they don't, they don't fall off to the side. They just kind of rest, rest on top. And, and then she, she laughs at that. She thinks it's funny because 
like that's what she wears. That's not right. what I wear, right? And so even I mean, she's not even two. She was doing that. When, I mean, she was doing that like right when she turned one, and and she knows that that's ridiculous. So, yeah. So they don't. They're not possessing any, um, you know, unique knowledge. But what was the other part of the question? So yeah. are are they indoctrinated? Yeah, I mean, I think that there, <laughs> there, there's um, there's a lot of different phenomenon that are happening. So for for some of them, it is a religious object, you know. So it, it is this kind of thing. It is a religion for them to wear. Like they are so committed to you know the principles of diversity, uh, uh, equity, and, and inclusion that like that, that's just their religion. And like there are the kind of people who can't see it for what it is. It's just like they they're committed like this is how i'm a good person right this is how Mm -hmm. i fix all the guilt and shame and condemnation by religiously devoting myself to these insane kind of propositions and so there's there's those kind of people who are indoctrinated i mean i think a lot of them know that it's crazy you know but it's just this is i don't want to rock the boat right yeah and like and i don't and like like you know for um I mean, you can imagine like individuals like Hillary Clinton or something like that. They don't believe any of this, right? <laughs> they, uh-huh. they, they don't yeah. believe it at all. They just, they, they don't care about these people. They don't believe it at all. This is just about posturing, right? Mm-hmm. They, you know, I, I saw. Yes, yeah, about optics. Yeah. I mean, I saw a stupid picture about, you know, um, I mean, it was the dumbest video you can ever imagine. It was like, it looked like a blind man leading Joe Biden around or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone was making fun of it like a blind this is a blind leading the blind or something like that oh, right yeah, yeah I, just I like, saw that video I forgot like, about that what yep. are you doing you know it's like I, I, this is just this is about posturing right this is these are political <laughs> use like you know Democrats they don't care about black people they don't care about you know gay people they don't care about transgender people they don't care about them at all like you know the people in power they, they could care less about these people they're just politically useful tools Right, for, for to them. keep power and gain more. Yeah, keep power. Like, this is just the way to, you know, gain power. And that's all it is. And then, like, when push comes to shove, right, like, you know, that's why it's all about the optics of it. It's all about the, like, let's do it enough to not destroy everything as much as we can, right? But let's do it enough to show that we're sensitive and caring. And so so some of them, like, totally is a religious thing. They're indoctrinated. Other ones, like, it is more about the optics, Um and that kind of thing, you know, and then I think, um, you know, there, there are, um, there are the people, there's a group of people who basically don't want to get canceled right, by the monster they've created. Right. 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 And so they, they're terrified of the new rules because the left does eat themselves. And so there are those, I mean, then, then there might be, you know, demon possessed people who, are a part of the, you know, part of this kind of thing. And, and, and like there's total doctrine of total depravity that undergirds the project too, where God has just given us over to a spirit of madness. You know? Well, well, that's, that's, so that you, don't, was you last... don't have just like the neutral brainwashed person. You get what I'm saying? Uh huh. Yeah. Like yeah. that would just say, even the bra- brainwashed person is like, well, no, you're still just sinful. So you're naturally eventually going to pursue these things. If God, you know, they glory his in their hand shame. from restraining you, right? Yeah. So I mean, like, there's a doctrine of total depravity that undergirds the whole project, where, like, um, like this is like it's either a sinful abuse of power, you know, for, for the sake of optics, you know, it's a sinful going along with the crowd, right? Or yeah. it's a sinful caught up in the delusion yourself, you know, whether supporting it or perpetrating it, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. All, uh, however you look at it, however you're approaching it, it's sinful. Right. 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 Um, now the last thing I was going to ask you is, you know, is there like a, um, a demonic aspect to this whole phenomenon? phenomenon that we're looking at um or is it only because like so like when we're talking about the transgender movement in general but then especially like people being willing to you know mutilate children castrate them chemically um uh you know for the sake of their ideology is this only like only because you know we're sinful or is there actually like a demonic element and what exactly what exactly, if if yes, there is a demonic element to it, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, it's not an either or. Okay. Like what do you mean? mean? Um, so, like, the demonic element can hap- happen in a couple different ways. Meaning, like, you know, uh, Satan is the prince, described as the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sense of disobedience. Um like you know, Jesus says to the Jews, "You, you, you know, you speak lies because you're of your father, the devil, right? Who is a liar from the beginning, and you've, uh, you know, and you know, as you read through some of the New Testament letters, uh, we're to have compassion on people because they've been snared by the devil, being held captive to do his will. So, like, there's a sense in which, like, you know, everyone is under the influence of the evil one to some degree or another." Right, so like you think about like um, the world systems that are at place. I I don't precisely know how you know Satan influences these things, right? But he is influencing the kind of worldview, the kind of lies. You know, all that's in the world: the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. They do not; they're not from the Father, but they're from the world. You know, and you know Satan is behind these schemes in some sense, and I don't particularly know the mechanism in every instance, right? But then. They are caught up, you know, they are children of the devil. They are characterized by his deceptions, you know, and they're, you know, every single society goes through certain kind of uh, pervasive society-wide deceptions that, you know, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and angels and, and demons and everything else, right? And so there, there are plans that are at place that we don't see the math to. Right, right. In general. So everything, like, it's all demonic in one sense, right? Like, so in that sense, would you say like, you know, there there are certain people who who argue again, like, hey, Christians shouldn't be fighting the culture war, right? We should we should just be uh-huh. sharing the gospel, not fighting the culture war. But then uh, it sounds like based off what you're saying, well, the culture war is part of like the spiritual warfare that the Bible says that we are to right. partake in, right? Right. I mean, yeah, this is the spirit of the age, right? This is. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like this is, you know, this is like the lies, the pervasive society-wide lies that you see that are gaining traction. They are, like, they ultimately or like originate in some sense in the devil himself, right? Mm-hmm. Who is, you know, who everyone is help, being held captive to do his will. So, like, we're all under, like, um, you know, he's like the, uh, you know, the ultimate uh, Joseph Goebbels or whatever, right? Minister of propaganda, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like for the world, and I don't know how he's doing that, but that's obviously what's happening. And so if you say, Hey, we're not to engage, it's like, well, how do we, like we're living in a world that's being held captive by like insanity. Right. And it's, it comes from a certain source and, you know, and he's very clever in how that he does that. So like in a certain sense, yes, there's a, like, these are all demonic lies that people are being held captive to 
And so it's not just, it's not just sinful nature on its own, right? Right. So sinful yeah. nature being influenced by demonic lies. It's also sinful nature being mediated by the sovereign hand of God, right? So like, um, meaning God like is giving our society as an act of judgment over to this deception. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so it's not just, it's not just, you know, autonomous human depravity, right? Yeah. It's yeah. human depravity that's being, you know, uh, under the deception of Satan and, you know, being, which is being permitted by God, right? Allowed yeah. by God um, as an act of judgment, a ju- ju- judicial hardening that's happening on us along those lines too. So there's that. But then, yeah, no, I think some of these people are, are demon possessed. I mean, it's difficult mm-hmm. to, I mean, it's difficult to fathom like, you know, some of these, you know, TikTok and Twitter videos of women who are covering themselves in blood and, you know, shouting their abortion and going into descriptive detail about chopping babies up and yeah. like that, like you wonder, like, is that person demon possessed, right? Really? Like, right. Is this, is this advanced depravity or is this like, is there something more to this than that? You know, and when you think about like the kind of individuals who are going into these, you know, um, you know, the drag queen story hours and dancing like strippers in front of children and exposing themselves to children. You just wonder, is there more to it than that? And I wouldn't discount the fact that that could be the case. Right. Very much, yeah. you know, but at the same time, you know, there, um, we may not know in every single case that's, that could be a possibility, but in all, in every sense, what, whatever the way it is, there, there is, uh, there are other things at work than simply the material world. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a spiritual aspect. Certainly God has allowed Satan to rule over this world currently in a, in a, um, restrained fashion, right? Like God ultimately has control, but then he's allowing Satan to do certain things. And that does involve influencing essentially like, um, the overall like unbelieving worlds, like worldview and actions somehow, but then it's hard for us to know like exactly what that means. Um, and like which part of it is, is Satan's doing. And then which part of it is just the fact that like, we're all sinful and inherently desire to rebel against God ourselves. You never want to do the God made me do it or the devil made me do it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone to whatever degree, even if they're actively being possessed by a demon, right. Um, there is this element where they are re- morally responsible mm-hmm. for yeah. what's happened. But then, you know, often as you read through the Bible, one of the things you're going to find is when people are demon possessed, you know, like, uh, you know, there's a man who is demon possessed, who's constantly throwing himself in the fire and, you know, can't in order to burn himself. Right. And so yeah. demons want to destroy us. You know, Satan is a murderer. He wants to kill you. you yeah. Know, he wants to kill you. He wants to kill your children. He like, he's, um, that's his plan. And so like when you see a pervasive, you know, like a society like hell bent on their destruction and you see them engaging in particularly destructive patterns and habits, like you might, you know, you might not discount that there could be more to it than what you realize, you know, right. and there's nothing more soul destroying for a kid you know, to, like, I mean, there's nothing more like you talk about the destruction of humanity. Like you, you have a kid who is bought into this kind of delusion and they you know, get a mastectomy, they get on this hormone treatments, they get chemically castrated, whatever, like their life is ruined. And then, you right. know, and then yeah. you, we're, we're hearing now the stories of the aftermath of this kind of thing of how, um, 
you know, these individuals who are in tears basically saying, you know, that they've been lied to and they've been sold a bill of goods and they didn't fix anything and they wish that people would have told them, right? Right. And like, but that's just, they've, they really have uh, destroyed their life in a very significant way. And, and we should warn people about that. Um, you know, and then you have like the good natured Christians who come along and basically try to tone down the horrors of it because they don't want to like, talk about it the way it is, but that's why suicide rates are so high among this, you know, quote unquote community of people is because they realize that, you know, they bought into a satanic lie that's let, that didn't deliver what it's promised and it's led them to destruction and, you know, destroyed any ability they've ever had to live a normal life anymore. And the only yeah. way, way you're going to move forward with that is if you believe that God is real and he exists and he has a plan for you and he can, you know, take, the wreckage of the choices you've made and somehow work it to good. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that, you know, he's going to fix everything in the way that you might think, but um, right. sad to watch for sure. Yeah. It is really disturbing um, to see all of this stuff that's going down right now. Um, so, but I, I do think, I think that's a good place for us to end on, you know, like, like I think in one of our um, more recent episodes, we kind of ended this way as well, but I just want to say this again, that, you know, these are these types of procedures destroy. They don't create anything. They don't, you know, produce. They don't make you more valuable as a person. If anything, I mean, they make you less valuable in a certain way because because you're having certain aspects of who you are as a person made in the image of God, whether man or woman. Those things are being taken away from you, and and. And a lot of times you can't get them back once they're gone, right? When you go through these surgeries, when you have these, um, when you when you take these medications that are supposed to change uh, your physiology, um, the the certain chemicals that are um, indicative of whatever your gender is that God assigned to you, when you start doing all of these procedures, it fundamentally changes your body and oftentimes in irreversible ways. Now, the good news is for the person who realizes these things are evil, realizes that, you know, if they were a part of it in any way, that they were in sin against God, that they need forgiveness, and they actually do seek forgiveness from God. You know, they confess that He is Lord. They believe that God the Father raised up Jesus Christ on the third day from the grave, and they, they believe it so much that they change their life, that they repent from these things, then the good news is no matter what has, no matter what has happened to your body, the Bible tells us that we will be glorified. Um, the people who are in Christ, we will be glorified, meaning we will be perfected. And part of what that means is not only will we you know, no longer even desire to sin, but we'll actually be given new and perfect bodies that um, aren't bound by the curse of sin, that will be healed from the various afflictions that we might have had in this life. And, and that includes you know, um, you know, mutilation of your own body that you, you took part in, whether willing or unwilling, or you, know, you were ignorant to what you were doing at the time and then realized later on and regretted it. The fact is, for the person who trusts in Christ, those things are fixed. Now, they won't be fixed here, like we said last time. There are still consequences that we all have to deal with for our sin that don't always go away in this life. But we do at least have the consolation that in the next life, those things will be taken care of um, forever, 
And, and so that is something I want to encourage people. I also want to encourage people, if you are, if you are partaking in these things, you need to understand that this is demonic, that this is evil, that this is sin on display, and it is destructive not only towards you, but it's towards it's destructive towards everyone that you try to convince that it's right. And so our our desire through conversations like this is to reveal how evil and destructive these things are, not just to make you feel bad, not just to, you know, ex, uh, explain how we're better and we're so much smarter, you know, the whole, uh, we're smart, you're stupid, we're handsome, you're ugly. It's not that. What we're trying to do is we're trying to explain explain to you guys that this is actually destructive towards you. And and our hope is that as you hear us talking, you actually you actually listen to the things that we're saying because it really it's not about what we believe, it's about what the Bible believes. And we are trying to look at the Bible and say, um, inform us what is righteous and what is unrighteous. And this transgender movement is totally unrighteous. It's totally unbiblical. It's satanic. And our desire is for you to turn from these things. And you can. You can turn from these things, not through any power that you have. But if you acknowledge that what you are doing is evil, that you are in open rebellion against God and you need forgiveness, the reality is if you if you do those things I mentioned earlier, you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead on the third day, meaning not only do you believe that, yes, all of those things were a historical event that actually happened, but but also you believe them so much that you want to you want to fundamentally change the way that you live and pursue the things that God says is righteous and put your faith and your trust in him then you can be forgiven but but unless you if you do not do that then you'll spend eternity uh being punished by God having the wrath of God poured out on you um for the sins that you've committed for rebelling against him and so our desire is to see you repent and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ so that you can be saved and rejoice with us and and forsake these destructive ideologies and for those who are listening who are Christians who who don't believe in these things oh and I also want to say it's not that is not just for people who have gone through these surgeries uh, who have gotten them for themselves that's also for the people who are pushing it on other people uh, it's for you know um, it's for the the non-believers who are not transgender themselves, but encourage other people to be transgender, you fall in that category as well, and you need to repent um, because because no Christian believes all of those things. No Christian who reads the Bible every day, who who desires to see God glorified, uh, deny would deny the fact that he said he states very clearly that God created two genders, and that was it, and you can't change it. No Christian would argue against that. So if you are pushing this ideology, then you are probably not a Christian. Uh, or if you are, then you are, you are extremely deceived, and you need, to be ex- you need to be worried about where you'll go if you were to die. Um, but for, for our, Christians, our Christian brothers and sisters in Christ, what we would encourage you guys to do is as you're listening to these conversations, our, our hope is that you would be equipped to go out and have these conversations with your friends, with your family, and explain these are destructive, these are not God-honoring. And we are, you know, as a country, we are in rebellion against God. But, you know, even as individuals, we're in rebellion against God. And everything you're seeing is just a reflection of that. And so we want to encourage you guys, hey, speak up. 
speak to the people in your life, share the gospel with them boldly, be bold about the faith. Uh, Paul often asked people to pray uh, that uh, he asked other people to pray for him, that God would give him boldness. And we need to be praying the same way so that we share the gospel with these people, because the reality is unless they hear it, I mean, that's their only hope. That's their only hope. It was the only hope for us, and people loved us enough to share the gospel. And we need to love other people enough to share the gospel, even if we think it's going to hurt their feelings. Um, because ultimately, uh, warning them of the danger that they're they're facing through their sin is the most loving thing you can do. So, um, now with all that being said, we do want to we do want to thank you guys for all the support you give us week in and week out, listening. Um, on the various podcast platforms, watching on YouTube. We really do thank you for all the support, all of you guys who are following us on uh, Facebook, on Twitter, everywhere. And so we appreciate your support. Uh, We're glad that we get to encourage you guys through these things and equip you for the works of ministry. Uh, And so thank you for all of that. And we'll catch you on the next one. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move. Thank you.